to the Young NBA's podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. In today's episode, we're be going over my top five biggest moves of the offseason, and I'm going to give you my complete thoughts on each and every one of them. So with that being said, we're just going to jump right into today's episode. And starting us off at number five, at the number five spot, I have Serge Ibaka going to the Clippers. This is a big move because it very much solves their big man problem. No, no hate to Vika Zubak. He's definitely a very good player. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that Serge Ibaka is much better and is a huge upgrade. Serge, he is a great defender. He can stretch the floor and he's very valuable. We saw he was very valuable to the Raptors. It's a tough loss for the Raptors, actually. But, I mean... They got Aaron Baines, who still doesn't really match up to Serge, doesn't fill his shoes. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But Serge is great. I think if they can have a Vika Zubac coming off the bench, that can be good for them. Because Serge Ibaka just is almost a great... Well, he's... I'm not going to say he's a perfect fit, but he is an incredible fit for this team. He's not as good of a defender as he was back when he was... In, at OKC, but he's still a great defender, and he's definitely a reliable defender, and then we have his shooting, he can stretch the floor very well, which is something that Avika couldn't do, he's a little bit quicker than Zubak, so that helps the Clippers as well, and the Clippers still have the problem that they don't have a good playmaker, a primary playmaker, I mean, last year was literally Kawhi, he led the team in assists, and Kawhi's not a playmaker, so... They still need that because right now their offense is a bit dull and kind of one-dimensional. It's really just an ISO offense. I don't know. Maybe they come up with a new one with their new coaching staff, but it's tough to tell at this point. But I think Surge can be a valuable asset for them. I think it was a big move just because of how surprising it was, and I think Surge Bog is going to be a very impactful player on that team. So number five spot, Surge to the Clippers. At number four, we have Robert Covington to the Blazers. If you follow me on Instagram, you might get a little tired of me saying this. Hopefully, this is the last time I'm going to have to say this. But this was my favorite move of the offseason, and I absolutely love this move. If you didn't know already, the Blazers... Again, this is this I've said a million times too, but the Blazers are a, not a very good team defensively. They're a horrible team defensively. Last season, they finished second in offensive rating and 27th in defensive rating, just to give you like perspective statistically. So they're incredible offensively, but, but horrible defensively. So they just went out and signed Covington. Well, they traded for Robert Covington, who's an all-NBA level defender. A couple years ago, he made the all-NBA team, but he's on that level of defense. And he's incredible for them. He's a 3 and D guy, which is great because if he can be a catch-and-shoot player on offense and lock up the other team's best player on defense, that's just exactly what the Blazers want. He's probably the best guy they could have gotten just in terms of fit. Uh, maybe they could have gotten Jeremy Grant. That would have been good for them too. If they got both, I would have been ecstatic because Jeremy Grant does similar things, but he's probably more reliable on offense. But and he's more versatile on defense. But overall, I love the move for Covington. I think Covington is a very underrated player. He was very valuable to the Rockets, and I know he will be for the Blazers. I just have a great feeling about Covington. We've we've heard talks about the Blazers, a few of them trying to improve their defense. So 
I, I guess that's what really what they're trying to go for. And I think with the assets they have, they re-signed Carmelo Anthony. They got back. They got back Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor was on their team last year, not a couple years ago actually. And he he's a good rebounder, solid defender. They got Derrick Jones Jr. lob threat. And I mean their their team is looking really good. I'm predicting about a four to six seed seed for them in the West, just because I think Robert Cummings is going to make a big impact on them. Now. I'm going to be realistic for a second. I'm not saying the Blazers are going to all of a sudden turn into this big, like, big, strong, powerful defensive team. I'm not saying they're going to turn into this incredible offense, a defensive team because of Robert Covington, because of one guy. But he will dramatically help them because he is an elite defender, and the Blazers just simply didn't have that last season. So even just adding one is going to make a big difference for them defensively. And offensively, they're still going to be great because they didn't really lose anybody. That was very influential to their offense. So, incredible move by the Blazers. Yeah, coming in at number three, we have the John Wall and Russell Westbrook trade. This actually happened quite recently, and it was a huge move. Seriously, as soon as I heard about it, I knew I just had to quickly make a post about it. And it was insane. Now, for the Rockets, I'm going to say the Rockets won this trade. It doesn't really make a lot of sense in terms of just the trade itself. But if I had to pick a winner, I'd probably go with the Rockets. We're not sure exactly how much uh, better John Wall is going to get. We're not sure how he's going to come back from his injury. He says he's doing great. Like, from his own words, he says he's doing incredible. So that's, I guess, a good sign. But we don't know exactly just how good he, he'll be. He is a playmaker, which can benefit Harden. Although he's not an amazing shooter, he's definitely better than Russ, which can help their system a little bit. And he he's very athletic. He can handle the ball, create his own shot very well. I'm not going to say he's an upgrade from Russell Westbrook, but in terms of fit... I definitely think he fits much better because Russell Westbrook, when he went there, just kind of created more problems, and he exposed a lot of his flaws. Exposed flaws with the Rockets' offense. I mean, the the flaws that already weren't there. And overall, I think John Wall is a great is a great fit for them. And then they got a first round pick. Not sure what they're gonna do with that. Russell Westbrook to the Wizards forms a very talented backcourt. With Westbrook and Beal, I'm just not sure how the fit's supposed to work. Because Beal was used to taking a lot of the shots last season, and now they got Westbrook. And you're just simply not going to be able to convince Westbrook to take less shots. They're both going to want a bunch of shots, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. They do have a solid team. They're definitely going to make the playoffs in the East. For them, for the Wizards, I'm maybe thinking like an 8-6. to six. It kind of the lower seeding ranges just because I don't think their team is overly talented other than their backcourt. But overall, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good team. And then the Rockets are going to make the playoffs as well, probably maybe a six or five seed. It's going to be interesting to see that. Lowest, maybe, I don't know. Well, not seven, I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see. I'm hoping that the Rockets are basically praying for injuries not to not to hit their other players again because DeMarcus Cousins also went to the Rockets and he's another player whose career was heavily influenced by injuries and maybe if we can even get a glimpse of his prime self back with the Sacramento Kings, then that can be good for the Rockets and we'll just have to wait and see if that ends up working out for them. So number three, Westbrook and Wall Trade. Rockets Rockets won, but big move. Incredibly big move. 
At number two on my list, I have Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Now, headed into this offseason, the Bucks needed two things. One, they needed a primary playmaker because Giannis as your primary playmaker just simply doesn't work. We saw that. And two, they needed someone who could create their own shot because they didn't have enough shot creators on the team. And that was that kind of allowed the defense to be able to focus heavily on Giannis. Yeah, Middleton can create his own shot, but it's not like he's elite. And he's a little inconsistent from time to time. But then they got Drew Holiday, who fits that description pretty well. He can create his own shot very well, and he can be your primary playmaker. And just as a bonus, he just happens to be an all-NBA level defender. Not that they need it. They finished number one in defensive rating last year. But, it, I mean, I guess it helps. It's just a bonus of Drew Holiday. I would have liked the Bucks to get Chris Paul because he really fits that. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that Chris Paul can be your primary playmaker, and then he can obviously create his own shot very well and at an elite level. But Drew Holiday is not a bad player either. I think he's going to be a great asset for the Bucks. I have them making the finals this year. And this is really just Giannis's year to prove himself. Okay, he has. They got a guy that they needed. Okay, they got the guy that fit their two biggest needs. And that is going to allow Giannis to really operate. I think they're going to have to worry more about Drew Holiday. And then they have to worry about Chris Middleton. Because he, if they're focusing too much on Giannis and Drew Holiday, the Middleton's gonna gonna get slept on a little bit. But then they need to focus on Middleton. But the the main point is that they're gonna take a lot of pressure off Giannis. Drew Holiday will, and maybe Giannis can start playing off ball a little more, which I think can be very valuable. He can turn into a massive lob threat. Not saying he already is, but with Drew Holiday, I'm pretty sure they can get a bunch of lobs going, so that can work. And if Giannis doesn't make the finals this season, the, the amount of haters are just going to grow. Right now, we have people saying Anthony Davis is better than Giannis because he's more skilled and he's a better playoff performer. I don't believe that just because I do feel like Giannis is definitely the more dominant player. They're both great two-way players. It's it's tough for me to say that because I wouldn't completely trust Anthony Davis leading a team deep into the playoffs. And I would trust Giannis, well, kind of in that role so right now that's what it's going to be looking like but if Giannis can lead his team to the finals then that should quiet a lot of haters and that's kind of what I'm hoping for because that is my prediction I'm predicting a Lakers Bucks finals so holiday to the Bucks I think is a great move and it was a really big one and coming in at our number one spot we have Chris Ball being traded to the Suns Literally, this was the first move, well, first really big move of the offseason, but it was still the biggest move by far. This is a very interesting move, to say the least, because now the Suns, in the Suns situation, they had Devin Booker and DeAndre and two young, promising players, and with that, there's a lot of potential. But the thing is, with Chris Paul, that potential all of a sudden becomes a lot better because now we're talking about the leadership of Chris Paul. Chris Paul is one of the best leaders in NBA history, and there's simply no doubt about it. So he can help them develop. He can really improve Booker's game and Aiton's game, just elevate them both, and that's going to be really good for the Suns' future. Chris Paul can impact the team on a much deeper level, and he can provide them with a veteran presence, high IQ player. He's not going to lead the team, but he could probably be the 
second option. I think it's just going to really help the development of both Booker and Aiton. And that's going to be great because I think that's going to be their duo heading into the future. Chris Paul is a very influential player in the NBA. There's always, with every young team, there should always be a veteran presence there to help guide the young guys. And when you have Chris Paul there, that just makes it even better. I think Aiton's going to benefit heavily off off of Chris Paul, but I'm really looking for what Booger's going to get from Chris Paul because I think they... Well, I mean, Aiton's a big man and Booker's a guard, so there's obviously more things CP3 can teach Booker from his own experience. And Booker's obviously better right now. So I'm I'm willing, I'm very excited to see what CP3 does with Booker and how Booker's game develops with CP3. So that's going to be very interesting. I think the Suns are definitely going to make the playoffs this year. Not too high seed, maybe like a 7th or an 8th seed. The West is very talented this year, so making seeding predictions for the West is very difficult. And we're just going to have to wait and see how that goes. Most teams for the West, like honestly... I did release a seeding predictions post on my Instagram, but I keep conflicting with myself and a lot of uh, with a lot of teams. I'm just saying within this range, within this range. I think we, I think I said a couple of that in in this episode, but that's that's just my take for that. A couple of honorable mentions for big moves. Uh, the Lakers were by far the biggest winners, and there's many moves that that they made that could have been on there. They're, they're them acquiring Marcus Saul, which is a huge upgrade from JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. High IQ guy, can play defense, can pass the ball very well. One of the best passing big men in the NBA who has finals experience. They got Montrez Harrell, who is a great hustle guy. Great offensive player, solid defensive one. He can just give you some nice energy out there, which which is always good in every situation. They got Dennis Schroeder, who is another, another great six-man, great offensive production, and can just help you in any way you really need. It's kind of interesting because they got the two biggest candidates for six-man-of-the-year award, one of them winning it, and Mondres Harrell. So any one of those moves could have made it. Also, the Hawks made a lot of big moves, signing Daniel Gallinari, Rajon Rondo, like Bogdan Bogdanovich, who the Bucks didn't end up getting, who they wanted to get, which would have helped them even more because he's another shot creator. But the Bucks ended up, I mean, sorry, the Hawks ended up getting him. So any one of those moves could have made it. I just, I just think these five were some of the biggest and some of my favorite moves. There's a lot of moves made. The Suns also acquired Jay Crowder, who's a great, great move for them. A lot of moves were made. This was a crazy offseason. Kind of crazy to think about in a way because before this offseason, a lot of people were thinking, yo, this isn't going to be too much cra- too many crazy things. This is probably going to be a weak offseason just because a lot of people are going to be saving cap space for Giannis and Kawhi and other superstars next season and next year's free agency class, which made sense at the time before free agency, but we didn't realize. I was... I kind of regret this. I was literally this close to putting out a post that's saying, yo, watch out. I think there's going to be some amazing moves, but I don't think I ended up releasing that. Imagine if I did. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten a little credit. I don't know. But it would have been nice to feel like I predicted that. I, technically, I did. I just didn't release it. But I'm telling you right now, I did predict it. I did have a post ready. I, I guess I just didn't end up posting it. But 
I, I predicted it. I don't care what anyone says. I predicted this kind of in a way. But with that being said, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel because I did a whole video on there. Just talking about my whole like overall thoughts of the offseason. And follow me on Instagram because I'm mentioning it a lot. Hint, hint. I kind of want you to follow me on Instagram. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button and I'll see you next time.